Pints and Vibes Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Tights and Vibes Podcast. Tights and Vibes. Had a dream, I had a podcast. And then me and Lindsay had a podcast. Hal is out, but Hal has a podcast too. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the Dan of tomorrow, Danielle Radford, and I'm joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, the library booker, Lindsay Kelp. That's me. My books are available in libraries. Use libraries, y'all. They are good. They are good. We love libraries. I will say... Some of the graphic novel of my thingy is out. This isn't a plug. It should just, be though. I, I've Get never it. written. Let's go. Uh, Meet I, I've world. never written a book, so I was like, "Oh, there's." It's like a book you could buy in stores, and so they did a graphic novel of the collection of things I did. Someone asked me, like, "Oh, well, like, is it?" Because I don't want to, like. And at first of all, it's like I've already been fucking paid for it, so whatever. And secondly, it's like, yeah, of course, go to the library and read it. I just want you to read a book. Be a star. Read a book. It doesn't even have to be my book. Just like read something that's not Twitter. And this isn't me being condescending. This is me saying it's good for your yeah, health. Yeah, this is good for To your not health. have the only way you consume words to be Twitter. Yes, that's a true Tr- fact. Me. That is a true fact. Lindsay. Danielle. It's episode 300, baby. 300! We are I Sparta or something. I got very excited when I saw the, the number we 300. Are sp- oh. <laughs> like, we are podcast. I don't know how that works. Uh, but Gerard Butler is on his kick. way uh, to say some stuff. Episode 300. Okay, well, that sounds like a, that sounds like a threat. That's what that sounds like. <laughs> I've heard he's very charming. Gerard Butler is on his way. That sounds like a threat. I'm sorry. I have to. I know we're. I, I've heard he's very charming as long as you're not that lady from Real Housewives who like claims she hooked up with him <laughs> and he couldn't remember. And this is now a Real Housewives slash Gerard Butler slash wrestling podcast. Um, well, but yeah, episode 300, it, it, baby. Honestly, can I have a moment? Because do. like doing this really kind of set the path for where my career is now. I'd been, obviously, I've been acting and singing and doing all Oh, I'm so sorry, Danielle. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say same, but like, I don't think it, it worked in the same way as it did for you. <laughs> like, oh, fuck, same, right? Actually, that is, a, that is a good date for when things started to turn out the way they did. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what happened was, is that I've been um, uh, toiling in obscurity forever, which is like, you know, some people get really cranky about that, men, but then some people just like kind of put their heads down and go like it's gonna happen it's gonna happen it's gonna happen work your day job whatever i had a crappy year hit by a bus then let go from my job because i couldn't do it anymore because i was hit by a bus and things were like looking real on the down for danielle radford and then um jesse put out the call on twitter that they were looking for a third that i don't mean to make everything sound sexy why do i do this hal um, and so mike were looking for a third is what you're saying um to come home with us and then they were very specific about it they were like hey like we're we're doing this wrestling podcast we are very specifically looking for a woman especially like a woman of color to join this podcast do you know of anybody and i got tagged more in that than i think i've been tagged in anything in my life just like 
Danielle Radford, Danielle Radford, Danielle Radford, Danielle Radford. It has to be Danielle. It has to be Danielle. It has to be Danielle. I met with Colin and Julian. Um, and then we made this thing happen. And this is like people started to get to know me, get to like me. I started getting recommended for other jobs based on this podcast. I wrote the comic book based on the fact that someone liked me on this podcast. And so like, yeah, obviously... This is why we say it's luck and like uh, talent because it's like, yeah, you can be talented all day long, but like you got to get lucky unless you're a Nepo baby. You got to get lucky. <laughs> and I got lucky. And so this podcast actually means like a whole shit and ass lot to me because it was something I could point to at that time. Thank you, Julian. Thank you, Colin. Thank you, Jesse. Um, thank you, Hal and Mike, uh, for also um, being willing to work with me in the space when they had already been established in these spaces. Um, thank you to Lindsay for becoming the love of my life the instant I met you. Me. Literal me. instant I met you. Uh, became became the love of my life. Oh, y'all don't even know. Like, <laughs> it, 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 the first time Lindsay guessed it, I was like, it was that scene from Step Brothers where it's like, are we best friends we now? Best like, friends. It yeah. was immediate You all best wish ones. you were in our Buffy sing-along hangouts. You all wish that. Oh, boy. Yeah. Aww. But yeah, so this is, it's brought me friendship and more wrestling love and work and everything. And it's brought me all of y'all, the nation of conversation, which means so much to all of us. So yeah, thank you for letting us get to 300. That's so nice to hear. It's done nothing for me. Um, <laughs> all it's done for me is people say, you do what now? Uh, like, no, it has given me so much. It did have someone from WWE once contact me and said, would I be interested in working with them as an on-air digital personality? And then that person got fired. Uh, so <laughs> it's been a real roller coaster. It's been a real roller coaster. Ain't that, ain't that the way. Um, so we do... Um, just to give y'all an update on what's happening with the podcast, we have some really cool stuff planned for the next couple of months. We're getting ready for some new segments. We're going to bring back some like old segments y'all like that we haven't done as much. We've got some really cool guests lined up for the rest of the summer. You can look forward to a lot of really cool stuff going on with us. Because again, not only uh, we're like the little podcast that could, man, people who I can't even imagine have, like have paid attention to us or come on here and we actually seem legitimate. Isn't that insane? That is wild. All right. So, Lindsay Kelk, one thing that has not changed in the 300 uh, episodes of this wrestling podcast is talking about what we enjoyed in wrestling. So, uh, what made you happy this week? The thing that made me happiest this week wasn't even wrestling, but it was fully just Kevin Owens on Twitter this week running the Cody countdown has been my absolute <laughs> favorite thing because my favorite, favorite, favorite Kevin Owens stuff is when he's just being fully Kevin Owens. And the last couple of weeks, yes. he's been doing such good work. I don't know if you saw, there was just a backstage moment on Raw. I think it was last week, actually. And he was talking to Alpha Academy and they were saying how they had had um, Ezekiel's DNA tested in the DNA lab and Kevin Owens was doing the thing where he's hyper enthusiastic and he's like, oh my God, you had it tested? And they're like, yeah, in the DNA lab. And he's like, oh my God, in the DNA lab? It says the DNA results were contaminated by what appeared to be barbecue sauce on the sample. Barbecue sauce. Elias. Must have eaten pulled pork, smoked ribs before the show. Yes. I've been loving it. And his whole like, oh, if Cody gets three pyros, could I get one pyro? You know, it's like, it's been very, very, very funny. 
and he's doing great work. I have been enjoying Kevin Owens. It's been such a wild week in wrestling and wrestling news. Oh, and we will get there. Right? I know y'all want us to talk about it. Trust me, we're we're gonna get there. Right? I barely remember any actual wrestling because it was I've been too busy enjoying Kevin Owens and going what every time I open my phone. There was good wrestling. I enjoyed parts of Raw. I enjoyed parts of Dynamite. Um, it was a pretty decent week for me on the buffet. Yeah, I had a good time. I had a good time. <laughs> Yo, the AEW folks, I'm going to say it. Punk with his uh, pro rights shirts. He's on it. My my good my good friend it. Phil. My good friend your, your Phil. Your good friend Phil. He's just running with this ball and I love him for it. They can't have him lose now though. <laughs> like he can't lose. He has to beat Hangman now oh, because I have beat. to see that t-shirt on a champion. Like I'm afraid that has yeah. to happen. And it's been really nice and especially like obviously it's been like a weird ass month all around. Right. Cocabana did a picture of a thing in a window that said abortion is a healthcare. Uh, abortion is healthcare. Healthcare is a right. And noted that Finba liked that post also which uh, yeah. was like I love to see all my boys coming together I love to see all my boys coming together crossing that very low bar uh, to stand with those of us who have oh, uterus you could really just step over it but yeah. you know what but they did so often they don't right exactly yeah. they did so I will uh, commend them for it but yeah it's been good it's it, a good week for like humans in wrestling uh, mm-hmm. and then a terrible week for good humans in wrestling which Whoa. is yeah there's this news <laughs> Uh, so, well, let's talk about the news. Have you heard about this? Have you seen this? Stephanie McMahon is taking a leave of absence from WWE. We don't know for how long. She tweeted about it before they said anything about it and made it sound as though it was like, oh, but I'll be back, baby. It's like, don't worry about it. But, uh, but she like, referenced that's that what she... your dad says when he goes out for cigarettes. You know, it's like, <laughs> I'll be right did back. Stephanie just go out to get cigarettes? I, what? Because she's chief brand officer. That's the thing. And I was talking to a couple of people and they were like, well, she's barely on it these days. I'm like, no, she's not just the TV, Stephanie. Like, she runs the brand. Like, yes, I I have seen her give her presentation when I've talked about it before here. But when I went to to, um, New York for Evolution, uh, they brought a bunch of journalists in and they gave us the whole brand presentation and she talked us through it. And she she it was it was business stuff. I'd never seen that side of her. But like. Also, bear in mind, I know a lot of people don't like Stephanie, and this this is not about that. This is about talking about the the massive impact of someone whose entire life and career... Seismic. Yeah, has mm-hmm. been wrapped up in this company. She's had three kids, and you barely, barely miss a day. Yeah. This is a huge thing, and I, I don't want to wildly speculate. I do. I want to wildly speculate all day long. That's what the group chat is right? for. Sorry, y'all. Right? I know we keep saying that, but look, <laughs> the group chat is uh, 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 where we get to do things um, where we can do things like wildly speculate because just us talking yeah. amongst ourselves. And what is right and, and proper makes terrible it to the and awful and spiteful. <laughs> yeah. I'm so mm-hmm. fascinated. I just. I want to know what this means for the company. You know, they're saying Nick Khan is taking over her responsibilities, which makes him now right. chief brand officer and president. Triple H is allegedly back, but in what role doing what we don't know. Could mean so many things. Could mean a million like, things. We were, when you say something like, it's like, oh, uh, he's back full time in the office. What does that mean? Yeah. And does that mean, because does that mean that he's going to be on the road traveling? Or does that mean that he's back in the office in the same way most of us have been in the office, where the office is home? Yeah. And it doesn't mean he's doing the same 
job he was doing before. It doesn't mean he has yeah. exactly the same responsibilities. Doesn't I mean, does that mean he's just back to running NXT full time? Does that mean he's running all the talent full time? We don't know. And as we wildly speculated before we started recording, we're like, what if Nick took over? And what if Nick sold the company to The Rock? And what if Danny Garcia was running WWE <laughs> and then it went on Disney? Maybe we should speculate more on the podcast because I feel like our speculation is way more wholesome than other This is just a lovely question that I'm putting to you. Like, Danielle, can you yeah. imagine if there was a, a future one day where The Rock, who is very close friends with Nick Khan, because let's not forget Nick Khan is the brother of Nanachka Khan, who is the producer of Young Rock. So yep. they are all in a little loop. They do all know each other. They are all involved. Mm -hmm. Just saying, huh, isn't that interesting? And obviously, doot, 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 uh, we will be following this as this develops on our weekly podcast. It's mostly about joke ups and hornies. Um, <laughs> but we There's obviously plenty of that to come. There's this. plenty of that to come. Oh, we've got to, Yeah, we've got time. Oh, Oscar beat Becky Lynch in the main event and will now face Bianca Belair. It's gonna be a good match. Oscar isn't like a uh, strong style here in the US. She's not like stiff, but I feel like Becky would be someone who would allow her to go stiff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because um, Becky, I feel like Becky uh, delights in taking a beating. Like it's a badge of right. honor for Becky. I think Bianca might allow her to go stiff. Yeah. Because Bianca's a a hoss. Bianca's a big old powerhouse. So if big anyone can take an Oscar head kicking, it's going to be Bianca. I think they they stand to have a really fucking good match. That's one of those ones where I'm like, I feel like this can get incredibly brutal yeah. if they let it. Yeah. We all know that when it comes to like blood and stuff, Danielle Radford gets a very squeamish. Mm -hmm. But I do love when women's matches are allowed to be brutal as shit. Yes, exactly. And that was, that was for me the saving grace between the Ronda Charlotte uh, match that, that they managed to pull it off is just like beat the living shit out of each other. And I'm like, oh, they really mean it. They really mean it. Uh, and I, yeah, I agree. I think this could be great. And I think Bianca needs it a little bit. Like this, this title reign hasn't had the fire under it that the first one did. And part of that is because, and it's no fault of hers, but that Becky has just come in and been killing it with this new character that we didn't see coming. That's mad desperate Becky with her daft punk, punk glasses. Um, <laughs> oh my God. It, it distracts, it distracts. And now there's so much, obviously we need to get into in the main event, but there's so much other uh, news in the women's division. It all distracts from Bianca. I think that she and Oscar could have a match that puts her front and center again and just really lights them both up. I can't wait to see it. Also, we haven't talked a lot about uh, when Mustafa Ali has returned to the television um, and is now, I know, I weird. love that uh, for him. I know people were like, oh, I can't believe yeah. he came back. I'm like, well, do you know what? He's getting paid and I'm fucking delighted. He's under contract. Do you want him sat at home in, or in catering or do you want him on your TV getting that sweet, sweet money? I want him getting that money. I know that he would much rather be on television. Yep. Like part of his whole deal was, I didn't like what was happening to me mm -hmm. on television. And now he is on television. Yeah, and he's someone who wants a platform and he's someone who's trying to affect positive change in the world and he can't do that at yes. home, you know? Like he needs no. mm -hmm. to be visible. He needs to have a platform, even if that's a platform to launch himself off 
from a, a later date. Like maybe it's not what he's doing right now, but he needs to be on our TV screens mm -hmm. so that he can do that. And I, for one, applaud this and support him. And I am thrilled to see him in a long-term program. And, and anything over three weeks at WWE these days is a long-term program. So mm. I guess that Ooh. means he's in one. Right. And so he is in the in a title picture for the US title um, with Theory and Miz, who obviously Miz is the Miz. So we know it's going to be really good yep. because that's what Miz does. And Theory is like the golden boy right now. I think it's a really fun program. I mean, it's not... It sounds terrible. Like it's not the key main program. I, when I see that it's the next segment, I'm like, oh, good. Oh, fun. I'll sit down. I like this. Yeah. This is good for me. And I, I think a lot of people, when they think about the Attitude Era, they're like, oh, I liked how extreme it was. And I like blah, blah. No, what you liked was that up and down the card. Yeah. yeah. There were good matches that were treated yeah. well. And they're making the That's US title liked. feel important because they, they all mm -hmm. want it so bad. I just think there's a lot of room for this. I need my serotonin boosts. I can't be, I, I know I'm like Homer. I want the ups and the downs and the creamy middles. And this for me, you know, the highest <laughs> highs, the lowest loads and the creamy middles. This is my creamy middle. Well, speaking of pumping the creamy middle, um, Kevin Owens and the Ezekiel program. <laughs> Sorry, I had I, to. I, I muted myself then to to up to no sell that. I really, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Like Julian's <laughs> face. How dare you pump the creamy middle? <laughs> I only say this for Julian's face. There was the NXT of it all. Was there anything on there that you were super duper into? I did like Mandy and Toxic Attraction doing the My Money Don't Jiggle Jiggle dance uh, on, on TikTok. That's all I can remember. Sorry. Sorry, NXT. It has been a very wild week in wrestling. AEW has some new additions to the roster. We've got Johnny. <laughs> it's like every week. Every week. Every week. Uh, is now Johnny Elite. Um, yeah. And he lost to Samoa Joe, yeah. which I think that that's fine and good and right. And not because I don't like Johnny, but because with most people, when they come on, I would automatically be like, you shouldn't have the first thing that happens to you be that you lose automatically. But Johnny is so well known that like, it's fine. Yeah, it felt more think? like stunt casting than a debut to me, just because it's John Morrison. <laughs> Like, I love that guy. I'm yeah. sure he is an absolute fucking delight. Uh, but when I saw that's who it was, I was like, oh, you got me. It, <laughs> you I, got yeah, me again. I was like, I, I, and not, I don't care and not in a mean way, but in a, oh, okay, cool. Like, it was, if yeah. you had told me he already worked there, I fully would have believed you. If you told me he was in my house now, I would be like, oh, he, he's Johnny Kelk today. Uh, like, he's Johnny tights and fights. I mean, he's Johnny everyone. He's a man of the people. Yes. I was more upset about uh, the Maki Ito of it all. Oh, the Joker in the women's, yep. the women's side of the tournament because I fucking love Maki Ito. And it made me sad yes. to bring her in to lose because she is just an exceptional human being. <laughs> like both entertainer, a performer, wrestler, former idol i believe she was an idol which is is how she got into wrestling oh, yeah i actually don't know if i knew that i think she was an idol interesting uh I, I, which makes sense because she's such a performer um yeah and she's so mm. great and being an idol on twitter is so hard yeah and i just love when people and she calls people simp i'm <laughs> i am a simp for makito she'd be right to call me that mm -hmm. but I, it was yep. fine i get why she lost i get why brit had to win i get but I'm like, you've got you've just got a lot of women on that roster <laughs> you've got a lot of women that could have been in that match I guess after they've pissed off Ikaru Shida uh, to such an extent, Ooh, maybe it helped them. Shida to, mad. She's Shida so mad. real mad. She's upset as she should be, Ooh. it seems to me. But yeah, sure, bring Maki Ito in and be like, we didn't fuck off all of the Japanese women, even though she said they don't care about Japanese wrestling. 
<laughs> but who knows who knows it was fine the match was great because i i love maki ito i love her diving headbutt uh, i got to see it uh, it made me very happy and a headbutt worries me but hers are so pretty they're so pretty and it's the sideways dive and it's like it's just she's just so good she's so good Ah, so good. If you do have any thoughts on anything we've talked about or some of the stuff we missed because we're about to get real into the news, you can tell us all about it on our Facebook group. Plus, you can hear more about what we thought about wrestling on our Twitter pages. You can find links to both in the show notes. When we come back, the boss is in the spotlight. And that's up next on A Tyson Fate. You! Are you tired of gross food? Food that's processed, expensive, takes time to make, or forever to drive and buy? Sounds like you need Soylent. It's the latest and greatest craze that's sweeping the nation. Now I feel like Cordy Collins and I'm, I'm very into it. Drinks and bars <laughs> that are delivered straight to your door without any cooking or cleanup required. It's perfect for any of your main meals or when you need some nutrition in between. Take your pick from any of their great drinks like Soylent Complete Meal, Complete Energy, or my favorite, Complete Protein. Or get into Lindsay's favorite, the Soylent Squared Bars. I'm worried that this is going to be my legacy, but I also am fine with it because I really do love those bars. I love them so much, you guys. Uh, when we first got them, I was like, I don't know. I don't know about bars. I've, I've tried other you know, meal replacement and energy bars and workout bars and protein bars, and I never liked them. And now my, my passionate love for the peanut butter in particular, but the chocolate brownie is good too, but the peanut butter bars, it's now a thing I'm known for. And I, I am okay with it. I took them with me when I traveled in November. I know I've said that before, but when I went to the UK and I was traveling a bunch and I didn't feel safe going out to get food and I didn't feel safe eating in restaurants or eating on trains and stuff. So I took a bunch of those bars and they not only tidied me over and got me through, they were delicious. Uh, and I lost some because I had to give them to people and I was mad about it. So thank you. Thank you, Soylent, for sorting me out when I needed something to eat. Yeah. And obviously, like, food is great. Eat food. But like me, I don't get hungry in the morning. And I, I, I developed a very bad habit of not eating until later in the day. And that's one of the great things that Soylent is good for, where it's like, okay, well, I'm not I, like I, I just do not have an appetite, but what I can do is drink something and actually get my nutrition in. Um, or I like the bars too. Um, I keep some of them in my fanny pack. Obviously, my fanny pack is small, um, but I do keep some of them in my fanny pack because um, I'm a lady on the go, and some places sometimes <laughs> uh, I got places to be, and I don't necessarily always have time to like go and grab something in between going places. And not everyone has catering. Hint, hint, get catering. So I, I grab a couple bars and it keeps me from um you know literally biting someone's head off so if you want to get in on this delicious food you might as well get it at a discount yeah babies go to soylent.com slash tights and use promo code tights to get 20 percent off your first order that's soylent.com slash tights and promo code t-i-g-h-t-s for 20 percent off your first order Hi, my name is Graham Clark, and I'm one half of the podcast Stop Podcasting Yourself, a show that we've recorded for many, many years. And uh, at the moment, instead of being in person, we're recording remotely, and uh, you wouldn't even notice. You don't even notice the lag. That's right, Graham. And uh, the great thing about uh, this. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. And okay, go ahead. 
And you can listen to us uh, every week on MaximumFun.org. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Your podcasts. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Danielle Radford, and I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kelp. Welcome. <clears throat> it is time to give one corner of wrestling... <clears throat> it is time to give one corner of the wrestling world some extra attention. This is our main event. Anal bleeding. Whoa! Holy shit! WWE Dynamite. I love Kate! On a hard fight victory. Live, pal. Forgot about some of them actually what? that time. <laughs> you know, every time it comes on, I'm just like, they should have sent a poet. <laughs> they should have sent a poet. Sasha Banks has been a fixture of WWE for years now. She was part of the first crop of women call-ups from NXT as the company signaled it would focus more on the division. Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and now Sasha Banks. Three women who have revolutionized NXT. And the reigning NXT Women's Champion, Sasha Banks. She is bold, she is fresh, she is aggressive. She has this ability to shake up the system wherever she is. This will be a shook up. This one has been shook to its core. From wigs and weaves, uh, which y'all know I'm interested in, championships, everything in between, she has become one of the biggest stars, not only in WWE, but worldwide, including obviously when she makes headlines. So let's go ahead and deal with the shit and the sugar first. Naomi and Sasha Banks walked out of Raw this week, reportedly, apparently without their women's tag team championship titles. Amid a lot of uh, conjecture and speculation, the WWE claims this was over them disagreeing with their booking for the night. Lindsay Kalk, what was your reaction to this news? I mean, my immediate reaction was similar to my immediate reaction to most of the news this week, which was, what? Um, because I didn't know what to think or feel. And I was like, it's a work. And I'm like, it's not a work. What is happening? Yeah. Uh, because the yeah. way it came out was odd. Um, the way it was addressed by WWE immediately seemed very strange. Defensive, almost. One would almost say it was defensive. Yeah, trying to get out in front of it. And it's obviously my immediate reaction when anything happens to a woman, let alone a woman of color, is like, who fucking did what? Some ain't right. Right? Because usually, that's usually the case, I find. But then I also have, because I... I I, I always feel like whenever anyone takes a ball and goes home, you know, I'm like, don't, don't do it. Because obviously Punk did it and it made me sad and Austin did it and it made everyone sad. It makes him sad it make, to Yeah, it makes everyone sad. And I always feel like it's something on a larger scale people tend to, in years to come, will regret. Because I'll be like, oh, I wish I had stayed and like stood my ground and said my thing. But also I, I don't fucking right. know what happened. We don't know what happened. No one knows we what have happened. No idea. The thing that's been reported and reported broadly across wrestling media, right, is that... Uh, it was supposed to be a six-pack challenge, which was announced for the main event. And then the booking was announced that Naomi was going to go over and she was going to pin Sasha. And then Naomi was going to face Bianca at Hell in a Cell. And then they were going to put Sasha in a program against Ronda at Hell in a Cell to help elevate those two talents and to, um, to, get, to get them more over because Naomi and Sasha are so over. And Naomi and Sasha 
questioned this with regards to where their tag team championship sits in it. They did not get a good response. They were told to fix their attitudes t- two times mm. and that they just decided to uh, mm. on to call it and say, no, no, thank you, sir. Uh, and left their belts and walked out. We don't know. We do not know. We don't know. On one hand, I'm because I'm such a fucking devil's advocate. I'm such a Libra, you guys. Part of part <laughs> of me, my first response when I saw it was like, "Fuck, I would love to see those programs." Like, and we know WWE has no respect for tag teams in general. Um, yes. And we know when Sasha and Bailey had the belts, um, that was fucking great, and we'll get onto that. But like, there was very often mm-hmm. a, a a women's title in the mix as well, a singles title in the mix as well as their tag titles. So that doesn't confuse me and I'm like the thing I would have loved to have seen would be Sasha and Naomi in the build up to Hell in a Cell being like we're gonna get all the gold we're gonna get all the gold almost like Mm -hmm. Bloodline-esque you know I'm like I would have loved to have seen that but I also respect from their standpoint that they wanted to see potentially as far as we know they wanted to see the tag belts being treated with more respect. That was one of those things we know that Sasha cares about those belts and and advocated for that. In this constant cycle of being like I get it and I want that for you too, but I also know you're never going to get it from a lifetime of watching WWE. And I'm just, right. I, I'm like, I totally understand your point. I understand why, if that's why you've walked, I get that. And the thing is also, this is like on top of a lifetime, I'm sure, and a career's worth of bullshit that the two of them have seen and faced or whatever. Right. It's not an isolated event. None of this is ever an isolated event. Punk didn't leave no. because of one thing that happened to him on one day. What I worry about for Naomi is Naomi's not getting any younger. And I don't know where, if she leaves because of this, I don't know what that means for her. Or even if she comes back and they decide to punish her, what does that mean for her? Mm because I wanted her to join the bloodline and I wanted all those things. But these are all very selfish. These are things I oh. wanted for me. And, but now I just, I want to know they're okay. I want to know my babies are okay. You know, it's, it's such a mess. Isn't it such a mess? I have a thousand it's different such a feelings. Messy mess. Sasha has been watching wrestling basically since she could walk. Um, Naomi um, is obviously very passionate about the business. Yep. Um, she married into what I would argue is the second most important, sorry, Cody. Well, wrestling has more well, than one royal hmm. family, Danielle. You it know, has it more than one royal family. He doesn't say two. He just says there's more than one. Yeah, it's more than one. <laughs> Obviously, this business means a lot to her. Yeah, there's a reason why we cried when Naomi won the belt in yeah. her hometown. Yes. There's a reason why it was like, <sighs> um, And also, every time, literally... I, I will say this happens once every other month, once every three months. Not black Twitter, not, not black wrestle Twitter, which is different and amazing, but black Twitter finds a gif of Naomi. They just found one. Yep. Yeah, um, that happened we talked during, about this, what, two, three um, weeks that, ago? Yeah, yeah. They love her. Yeah. yeah. They love she her. She got her moment. So when those two decide to walk out, and I know there was that thing where it was like, oh, well, her, Sasha and Bailey cried on the floor, which was debunked. Yep which did not yeah. happen. There are literal pictures and evidence of that not happening. Um, so when they walk out on the show, when they are supposed to be in the main event, um, that And one of them is supposed to go over. Like, that's the other thing. Like, right. one of them was supposed to win the match and they still walked. That tells me something. And that would tell me something if it was anyone. When it is two of the most visible and popular black women in all of wrestling, not just WWE, all of wrestling, that 
says to me that something's not right. Even Shayna Baszler yeah. tweeted a Warhammer quote. Shayna um, went hard. Was Shayna was one of the first people, I think, to yep. uh, post something that um, alluded to it. I mean, it wasn't even an illusion, was it? It was her getting kicked in the chops by both of them. And then like the quote, yep. we saw Austin posted a gif of, of them all yep. celebrating the ring. And it was like, bad day, <laughs> bad day rocks. I think Dax said something Yeah, about there was a lot. A I lot's believe. been said, which makes me think it's it's worse than we know. And I think I saw a lot of people giving it the whole like, well, Sasha historically has a bad attitude. And the only thing I want to add to that, Mm -hmm. um, when I interviewed her at Evolution, we had the nicest, kindest, most polite, passionate, energized chat, easily as delightful as I had with anyone, if not more so. She was so kind and warm and generous and open and fun and really up for the chat and just, I could not get my head around it. And then when I looked at all the people that had given it the whole, oh, she's so difficult straight white dudes Mm -hmm. sorry to be that person but that was first-hand experience of people telling me she's difficult and then the people who told me she was difficult were not people whose opinion should be trusted on that matter so that's what i have to say on that we all know and a lot of talent has said like vince and uh a lot of the other uh head because that's part of the culture of wwe is they don't like pushovers. They want you to go in there with your balls, like big as brass and fucking tell them what's what and stand up for yourself. That has historically every wrestler that you love that has been big, that has done something significant, has said that they got it because they fought for it. They got it because they fought for it. And that was what made the higher ups give them respect was because they fought for it. That is the culture of the company. So why is it that suddenly when two black women are standing up for themselves, they need to fix their face? Why is it suddenly when two black women stand up for themselves, they have a fucking attitude? And there is this thing of like angry black women, angry black women, angry black women. Hey, guess the fuck what? We have a reason to be angry. I'm sorry. Like standing up for ourselves. Oh, you you got an attitude. Yeah, we got a fucking reason to be angry. I'm sorry. Are you at all paying attention to the world right now? And I'm sorry, maybe I'm a little sensitive because a racist walked into one of the only fucking food stores in a food desert specifically to shoot black people with a racial epithet fucking handwritten on a gun. Maybe I'm a little sensitive when people are like, oh, black folks got a fucking attitude. Yeah, we got a fucking attitude. But when anyone else says that, I have a person that I work with who I love dearly, who has rants that are so well known that they are literally called by his name, those kind of rants. People love that when he does that. They love when he goes off on a fucking rant. They think it's amazing. And his rants are very passionate. And he sounds like I sound right now. But I guarantee if I sounded like this on one of the programs that I work for that was not specifically this show, oh, what the fuck is wrong with Danielle? Why is she yelling? Why does she have an attitude? When one of my white coworkers could have done that on the same show and it's, oh, he did it again. He did it again. Oh, I love when he rants. Oh, I love when he does this thing. When we stand up for ourselves, we got an attitude. We got to fix our face. Maybe take some time to fucking analyze why you feel that way when it is very uh, well known that on dating sites, we are 
one of the groups that is traditionally the less clicked on, um, the more likely to not end up with a match or to like this is science. We know that even as low as women get paid, black women get paid even less. We know that there are just a ton of things that we know. But when y'all are looking for fucking someone to go out and march or go out and encourage people to vote or go out and fucking do your heavy lifting and do your alert, suddenly it's, oh, Thank God for black women. Oh, praise black women. Black women carry everything on their back. Maybe we're fucking tired of carrying everyone's shit on our back and we want something for us for once. And maybe that's okay. So the same passion that we apply when it comes to different things where everyone's like, oh, thank God for black women. When we want something for our fucking selves, we got an attitude. We got to fix our face. And that pissed me the fuck off. And It always pisses me the fuck off, but with the timing right now, I am extra pissed the fuck off. And that is where I stand on that. So now we're going to get into, now that I'm done wrestle yelling, we're going to get into (laughs) wrestle praise. I was just going to ask if we could uh, get that clip uh, to a singing telegram and send it directly to Vince. I don't know if that's an option. (laughs) Could we get it in a Build-A-Bear? Could we get it in a Build-A-Bear and just send it to Vince? <laughs> Maybe one of those cards where you open it yeah, and it just it's, it's just a whole thing because he needs every fucking word. Uh, I think that's entirely reasonable. <laughs> we'll also send one to John Laurinaitis just because uh, his name's in the mix. Um, just for fun. Just for really. fun. But so, yes, now we get to wrestle praising because Sasha obviously has an amazing career. So to you, what stands out when you think of Sasha Banks? You know, I just, I just really love watching her work it's very similar Mm. to what i said about kevin owens i think she can do it all i remember the first time i saw her it was very early on nxt uh before she had really figured out her makeup (laughs) (laughs) i think this was before they had the glam oh absolutely it absolutely was (laughs) so i remember seeing sasha on a very early episode of nxt and she was not where she is today. But it was my brother. Right. My brother was like, oh, she's fucking great. She's going to be great. And, I, and she would come out and she did the like butt wiggle thing. And I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. What in the name of crappy strippers is this? Uh, because the whole package wasn't there. And I was like, I don't know about this. But then she got in the ring and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that was it. And from that day on, I watched, I guess I watched all of her matches. I, you know, in BFFs, I loved her all through that. And then when she came up. Oh, yeah. And I just have always loved the confidence that she has in herself. I I think it's such an important message. But I love the way that Sasha presents herself and what she represents and whether she's face or heel. I think that's why she's so good. She's got that Steve Austin thing where her essence never changes. I'm the baddest. I'm the meanest. I'm the boss of the WWE. Sasha Banks. She is bold. She is fresh. I'm going to change the definition of what it is to be a diva. We have a new women's champion. That's how you make a statement like a boss. I'm here to change the game. She is always the boss. She is always Sasha Banks. Whether she's face or heel, she is always herself. And it's just the angle of the mirror changes. It's what you see Mm -hmm. that changes, but she does not change. And I think that is such a skill to know yourself and to know your character and to have known it all along. Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, look at Becky, who had to really dig into herself to find the man, to find that character. Mm -hmm. Sasha has always been Sasha. And... I I love to watch her work. I love to watch 
I love the way she, no one sells like Sasha Banks. Every time she oh ragdolls and I'm like, somebody broke her. But then she's fine because she's just really good. Uh, I know. And then she does that thing. Oh, I don't think she does it so much anymore. But she would do that thing where she would like touch her lip yeah. and touch yes. her face to see if she had been injured yeah. and like look to see if there yeah. was blood. But it's the floppy arms and legs for me. It's the floppy arms and legs every time. Full on Muppet I dance. I love it. Like I know she's not the best on the mic all the time. I just think put her in the role that she's good at playing, which is not to talk that much, to say what she needs to say and then do what she needs to do. You know, she doesn't need to be on the mic all the time to be the boss. The boss shouldn't be on the Mm -hmm. mic all the time. The boss should be doing stuff. Uh, But she's gotten better at that too. Like it's important to show growth and she has gotten better. I I know everyone wants to talk about it. It's what we're always going to talk about. But the... the, um, the, the take of a yeah. match, obviously, it's just utterly iconic. Utterly iconic. As was when she made Izzy cry. Although she's responsible for giving us Izzy. I do feel like it... I, I know <laughs> Bailey was like... A, Izzy, Izzy was a Bailey booster, but I do blame yeah. Sasha for like really making Izzy iconic. Uh, well, uh, speaking of... Speaking of um... Bailey, obviously, they've got the they have got the fight forever. Uh, Kevin and yes. Sammy, we're best friends, but we're gonna hit each other in the face thing. Um, what? How do you feel about that rivalry? I love it. I I loved I loved their tag run. I loved it. And I know some people were like, oh, but it only was you know important because they had the singles titles mixed up in it. And I'm like, it wasn't. The singles titles added to the story because it adds to their frenemy status. Mm-hmm. It gives them more to bounce around. That to me is the only time that, and this is not to insult where it's been recently. I just, it hasn't been front and center lately. That to me was the only time that tag belt has felt vital. Right. Even, you know, we all thought the Iconics were going to do great stuff with it. But they weren't given the stories yeah. to support it. We we thought we you know we've no. always been like maybe it's going to do it now. That to me was when it was vital. That to me was when it was a highlight of the show that I was looking for. Um, and I don't think it was only because the main titles were in the mix as well. I think it was their chemistry. Sasha Bailey, congratulations! Now between the two of you, you hold all the titles <laughs> in the women's division. All the titles. Well, actually, Sarah, not yet. We still need that NXT Women's Championship, but maybe soon. (laughs) But until then, I am two belts, banks, baby, and it's time to go celebrate! Because they were so good, and you did never know when they were going to turn on each other, and you didn't know who was going to turn on who, and... I just love the two of them in the ring together, whether they are wrestling together or wrestling against each other. They're just so good. And also, it's well known that Sasha is a ring general. It's well known that she is very good at like helping and and plotting and everything. And her and Bailey's chemistry is sick. Obviously, we asked y'all in the Nation of Conversation about how you feel about Sasha Banks. And once again, y'all delivered because you just do that. We ask you to do things and share your thoughts with us. And then you give us really eloquent, great shit. The most popular shout out on Facebook from Justin H, Nick P, Ward G, and Stephen J. We're not putting last names uh, unless y'all tell us we can, was the Sasha Bailey Brooklyn match. Obviously, that's the one. Like, look, if y'all, if folks didn't believe, because I remember we were all telling people, trust us, there's something very special happening on NXT. And then they brought them up and people were still like, I don't know. And Sasha Bailey Brooklyn happened. And like, that is, again, a five-star match, match of the year. For, and I can't think of 
another woman's match like that on that level that everyone agreed at that time at least everyone agreed was the match yeah. of the year no totally everyone i didn't see a single person whose opinion i care about say that that wasn't the match of yeah. that year no i i i just feel like we've lauded that match so much and i i i did too and it's my favorite but yeah. I'm like she's done so much she's done so much she did the first hell uh-huh. in the cell she's done so much it's not just it's not just a takeover like you look at her body of work and it is intense and she has done she her and bianca at mania like oh my god oh, i can't god. watch that match without I crying even, uh i think it was her in charlotte where she did the eddie guerrero yes. Where she pretended to go out while the referee was down and then had the belt and made it look like Charlotte hit her. Ward says he remembers thinking when he saw her that in five years she would be the female equivalent of The Rock. And that might be happening now. She's getting them Disney checks uh, and which she's always been a nerd too. So it makes sense that like this feels like it's one of the only things that she would really leave wrestling for. It's like, oh, I get to be in Star Wars. I'm going to go do a Star Wars. It it would literally be this or like a live action anime or something like a live. Like that would be the things that I I always felt that she would walk away for. Um, And like there might be a Bo-Katan series, in which case she's just all up in it. Um, Darren Jackson, our best pal. Hey, Darren, uh, says for the sake of argument, if Charlotte is Cena, then Sasha is Randy. Charlotte will spend more time at the top, but Sasha will spread her greatness all throughout the mid-card and above with a host of differing feuds and make everyone look pretty great in the process. I'm a pause. Darren, that, that, I, I, I understand where you're going with this. I will say I never had to put up a thing of days since Randall has fucked up for Sasha. I will just say that. But I will say that when Randall cares and he is fighting in something where you can tell he's really enjoying what he's doing, he's really enjoying the people that he he is working with, he can do a barn burner. And specifically, I think the first time that I really noticed that was in his feud with Kofi, where it was like, oh, you can tell he is loving this and he respects the shit out of Cody. Uh, or not Cody, Kofi. Um, but and also Cody. So. With Sasha, I will say, I feel like she does that for everyone. And I feel like that's what they use her for. And I feel like she was very close to being in that place where a lot of wrestlers get to, where it's like, oh, like I'm doing this. Or, or, or hey, we know that we, we can always heat you back up and you'll always recover. Kevin Owens is mm-hmm. one of these where it's like, OK, well, we have to figure out like where like we need you to make this other person look better. Yeah. And I feel like she does that. Yeah, a lot. I, I, it's like this goes back to the idea that she can do anything you know she can be anyone's anything she can be a tag partner she can be a champion she can be someone in a hell in a cell someone in an elimination chamber she can do it all the only thing she can't do is break a table because she weighs four pounds she has little little bird bones and she is a tiny lady uh every time they try and make her break a table i'm like don't do this to her this is not fair it's like her and sasha uh, her and uh, alexa bliss like why would you throw them both off at once or don't do it it's not fair on them Uh, (laughs) this is unfair if you weigh under 130 pounds um 
probably but maybe even 140 you're not breaking the table <laughs> don't do this to the woman god i remember when they did that one um the, the smackdown moving to uh fridays or tuesdays or one of the many times that smackdown moved around they did a commercial where they had like a bunch of the wrestlers uh standing in a line and it was like literally you're looking to and then like sasha's just there because she's so petite She's like a Russian doll of the other wrestlers. I mean, she's, she's a tiny lady. Mm-hmm. If you've got more to say about Sasha and her career, go to our Facebook group via the links in the show notes. When we come back, we have got three things from wrestling that we want to share with you. And that's up next on Tights and Fights. Did your neighbor back into your car? Bring that case to Judge Judy. Think the mailman might be the real father? Give that one to Judge Mathis. But does your mom want you to flush her ashes down the toilet at Disney World when she passes away? Now that's my jurisdiction. Welcome to the court of Judge John Hodgman, where the people are real, the disputes are real, and the stakes are often unusual. If I got arrested for dumping your ashes in the Jungle Cruise, it would be an honor. I don't want to be part of somebody getting a super yacht. I don't know at what point you want to go into this, but we've had a worm bin before. Available free right now at MaximumFun.org. Judge John Hodgman, the court of last resort when your wife won't stop pretending to be a cat and knocking the clean laundry over. Welcome back to Tides and Fights. I'm Danielle Radford, and I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kelk. This week, we're going to share some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is The Three Count. Lindsay Kelk, you're up first. What do you want to put over? I am putting over the birthday boy. Uh, Today, when we are recording, it's Kota Ibushi's 40th birthday. God damn. Uh, Kota Ibushi is a big 4-0... Talk about Uh, fine wine. I mean, he's an elven prince. So I think in elvish, uh, 40 is about 16. So that makes (laughs) sense. Uh, It's a sweet 16 today. And I just want to put over the birthday boy. He's going through some stuff right now. Uh, Coach is going through some stuff. Yes. And we're still all figuring that out. And don't worry, we will touch on that as well when we know more. I have two eyes and two hands on that. Like, I am gripping it and watching it. Boy, the labor movement really came for wrestling, didn't it? (laughs) Right? Right? Wrestling's having its union moment this week. Um, Unionize. Uh, Yeah, I just wanted to put over Ibutan. I wanted to suggest you go watch literally any of his matches. He doesn't Mm. have bad matches. If you want to watch him in WWE, he was in the Cruiserweight uh, Classic Tournament a million years ago, which is fucking wild. That's the first time I saw him live was at an NXT show when he was still doing NXT road shows. Nope. But yeah, I I saw (laughs) him him in LA at 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 an NXT show and it was very exciting. But yeah, go check him out. Any New Japan show, any DDT Pro show, you can see any of his tag stuff with Kenny, any of his matches against Kenny. Just go watch a Kota Ibushi match. Watch any of his G1 uh, stuff when he won the G1. Just don't watch mm. the match where he got injured. <laughs> oh, please was, don't. Oh, that's very upsetting. Oh, um, I've seen it and I did not care for it. So, no, not for me. Go see his Wrestle Kingdom match where he won the belt. Go see his G1 stuff. He's fucking great. What One of the all-time fucking greats. And I think sometimes his name gets lost in the mix, especially with the Kenny of it all. Yes. But truly one of the all-time greats who has put his body 
on the line, his entire life on the line for this business, go see him. His teeth started falling out during the G1, for God's sake. And he was like, I don't care. It's fine. I'm like, holy shit. You Uh, need those. You need those to eat foods. Um, So, yeah. Happy birthday, Kota Ibushi. Julian Burrell. Do you have something for us to round out or? Sure, yeah, I do. I can uh, say a couple of different things. I've uh, become a very big fan of finding wherever uh, wrestling fans are hidden amongst uh, normal entertainment mediums. Uh, mm-hmm. I, it's been a lot of fun. I love like, you know, like recently, like I've been getting, playing a lot more Pokemon lately. So it's fun to see characters like Halucha, which is clearly a, a luchador Pokemon or mm-hmm. um, what's the other one? Um, Incineroar very clearly has a wrestling belt whenever he's uh, playing. <laughs> yeah. I love seeing those little things. And that, and that also played into something that came through on a show called Hacks on HBO, which I have never seen before in my life. Oh my God, Hacks is so good. <gasps> yeah, Julian, I've never what seen a it. treat was, you have coming in for yeah, you. I mean, they, if they were, aiming to get um you know the obscure wrestling demo they got me so um i like this little this thing that got a lot of uh, traction lately uh it went viral the other day and it was this moment on the show okay i won't mm. but if roman reigns mm. ever goes to the aew mm. can i at least dm him? sure mom if roman reigns gets to aew mm. you can dm my ex-boyfriend Woo, okay so if Roman Reigns ever goes to the AEW. AEW. <laughs> Essentially a, a character um, that we love on the show, his mom is super into wrestling. Yes. Like yeah. mega, mega. Y'all don't even know into Season wrestling. one, isn't they sit down and watch the Royal Rumble in season one? Yep, is, it? I think is that that's where she that comes happened, over? Yeah. Well, because this is season two. This is her in season oh, two right, where right, they yeah, broke yeah. it up. Yeah, this is a new this is a new thing. They've kept it as a character quirk and I love it so much. I love it so much. And the, my, my other uh, less favorite but still kind of entertaining thing was seeing all of the uh, the AEW and Roman Reigns dorks in the comments of it being like trying to argue which person or company got the most rub from that comment. And I'm like, yeah. just, just have fun and watch a y'all thing, Y'all really got to let it go, up. y'all. You really got to let it go. Like it, it's Look, they don't, the wrestlers just want to wrestle. They don't <laughs> care about the tribalism. And y'all in the comments, like, it, they're, they're, it's a billionaire fight. Stay the fuck out of it. It's got nothing to do with me. Um, for me, I am putting over. So this happened after we recorded last Friday. Um, Danhausen is a baddie now. I don't know if y'all saw that, but on Twitter, um, Danhausen posted a picture um, with the baddie section. So it is a picture of him um, with Jade Cargill and Kira Hogan, and I believe Red Velvet. Um, and they are, uh, uh, he is a baddie and entertained me to no end because as Jade said, like, uh, 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 I think essentially uh, I'm paraphrasing things that Jade has said, but anyone can be in the baddie section. You just have to believe unless you're a douche because she doesn't allow douches in the baddie section. So Baddiehausen, I salute you. Also, friend of the show, RJ City, has been doing these great Hey EW things. He just did one, which I think if you've never watched an episode, this is the one to watch with Arn Anderson, which is one of the funniest wrestle things I have seen all year. So go ahead and do that. That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Koch, along with me, Daniel Radford. Does anyone have anything to plug this week? Books. I got books. And I understand someone's doing a comedy show uh, that they could talk about. <laughs> Someone who's a hunk. 
<laughs> talk about that. I am an official hunk. It is true. Let me make sure I have the information because I hadn't prepped mine yet because I was going to. Julian, you plug something while I get this ready. Uh, uh, okay, 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 okay. I've got a thing. <laughs> uh, he always has a thing. This is happening on uh, on June 18th. Uh, Go Fact Yourself is going to have its first live show in something like two years or something. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, it's been forever. We're going to be at uh, KPCC's Crawford Family Forum over in Pasadena. Tickets to that are free. Um, I'll probably be there too, because, uh, you know, why not? I'll wear my Tights and Fights t-shirt. So if you're in the Pasadena area, want to see a fun show with some great comedians, with some great movers and shakers, there's always fun guests that even I will not know until they appear on stage. So if you want to have a good time, come on down to that. You do have to be vaccinated and boosted to go. So don't bring your COVID. Bring your smiling faces that's hidden <laughs> under a mask. Okay, so for me, yes. Uh, um, so uh, Ryan Nemeth and... Uh, also, no, I think I forget what his old uh, name was. And Nick Nemeth are doing a show called The Night of a Thousand Hunks. It is June 2nd in Los Angeles. I, I believe it's Los Angeles, uh, but or it's in South Pasadena. Sorry, in South Pasadena. I had to go to Pasadena. All the cool things are happening in Pasadena this month. It's happening in Pasadena. Ooh, I wonder how much that Uber's going to be. So uh, it is at the Republic of Lucha, which obviously that's already dope on its own. On the card are Rachel Wolfson, Matt Edgar, uh, me, uh, Dan Black, Siren of Magic. And as it says on the t-shirt that you can buy, special guests, I don't even know who those are, but... That just means it's probably even like better and cooler. So come hang out, see who joins us. I imagine it's going to be a real good time. Our producer, Julian Burrell, is from Parts Pun Known. How fucking dare you? Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Hey, Swish. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Thank you to all of the Max Fun members that keep the show going. Y'all really do. I, I talked about it at the top. Like, seriously, fucking thank y'all. Y'all y'all are so dope. Keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels in the show notes. Julian be going off on that Twitter. So if you want to watch Julian have wrestle opinions, go to the Twitter because he just like does not give a fuck. That is also where you can find the official bump of a bomb tights and fights t-shirt y- y'all asked for it so we were like here you go so uh buy it and we will be back next week for more you guessed it wrestling tights and fights podcast tights and fights maximumfun.org comedy and culture artist owned Audience supported.